Welcome to the True Logic, the podcast edition, the place where we talk about trends, news, and insights for businesses and individuals who want to succeed in digital marketing. Join our host, SEO expert and certified mama's boy, Burn Sun Juan, as he gives you insights on digital marketing fundamentals, tips and best practices, and easy conversations with industry experts about the latest trends and happenings in the digital world. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of True Logic DX Podcast. And today we'll talk about client agency partnerships in digital marketing. I'm Dale. And I'm Andy. And we're True Logic account managers. And welcome to the True Logic DX Podcast. All right. So we are actually hijacking this episode from Bernard. Yes, <laughs> so you're probably used to hearing Burns. <laughs> so we tried to use our Burns accents there in the intro uh, as much as we can. So we're hijacking this. And I, I, I think it's only good that we give Burns a break. He's been yes. hard at work and he's a huge workaholic. So mm-hmm. we're going to take over for this episode at least. You ready, Andy? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Awesome. So as we mentioned in the intro, we will be talking about client agency partnerships. And, you know, the team just decided, you know, why not get our account managers to talk mm-hmm. about the topic? Because, you know, we work hand in hand with our clients and we know firsthand handy, like how important relationships are when it comes to uh, managing clients, right? Would you that's say true. so? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. It's very important. I think sometimes it's even like the make or break <laughs> in like getting a digital marketing partner agree hiring a digital agency yeah you know i like to think of it as like you know with any normal relationship you know in real life you know when when picking a partner you could have the you can have the most perfect partner you know intelligent um, sweet but if the relationship there's no communication you know it's you know it's one-sided it's not mm-hmm, gonna work yeah. out it's not it's, it's exactly mm-hmm. the same thing with client agency partnerships and today we just want to discuss you know what really makes a good client agency relationship so i guess let's start off with the basics or the fundamentals mm-hmm. of any relationship and of course that's communication my recommendation is you know just make that a top priority my style really of you know in account management it's just really to over communicate i'm not sure if you do that as well andy like I just really want to make sure that no information is lost between me and my clients. Would you say so for yourself as well? Yes, I agree as well. And I also I also make sure to like open lines of communication. So not just email. I will even encourage clients to like have a group chat. I would always say that like in every other like in in every meetings I have because sometimes you know there are things that maybe the client would forget to ask. I would always say, you know, you can always message us. You can always email, send us an email or message us on a messaging app so that they know that we're, our communication lines are open for them. Yeah, I agree. So I do something similar. I said over-communicating and you, you mm-hmm. kind of nailed it when you said that, you know, it's not, it's not just an email. It's, it's a text message. It's maybe a, a group mm-hmm. chat. It's calling them when they're not responsive. You know, there's mm, yes, really no true. excuse for any lapse in information, at least from your part, mm-hmm. because you've exhausted all the possible channels to reach mm-hmm. out to a client. And that's really important. Even if a client doesn't necessarily respond because maybe they're busy, but mm-hmm. knowing that you reached out goes a long way because yes. the client knows that they're being taken care of. And 
they know that you're on top of things. I think that's what's important for a client is they know that their agency is actually working. So I guess one more tip I would give there. Oh yeah, something that we do, Andy, like every Friday we do send out um, status reports to our clients just to make sure they know what happened during that week. Yes, that is correct. And they know what uh, happened during that week and they know what to expect or what Mm. we're waiting on from them. It's really like I've heard like from a number of my clients how they're thankful that we do send them like weekly campaign updates or status reports um, just so that they know that Again, it, to them, it signals to them that, oh, this, this people, this, this agency is really looking out for, mm-hmm. um, for the campaign. Agreed. Yeah. And I, I guess just to share maybe one of the disadvantages of over-communicating is that it becomes a standard, right? Because you over-communicate, yes. clients expect that to be the, the standard and yes. they expect you to bring them up at a certain time or a certain day. So true enough, like I remember personally, like we forgot to send this client the, the weekly status report. Mm-hmm. Not because there was no work done, but it just, you know, you know we're human. Sometimes we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, lesson learned. But the client then came back to us. So we usually send it out every Friday. The, the client came back to us Monday asking, okay, was there no work done last week? Or what happened? So even if Dang. they don't usually reply to it, they mm-hmm. actually expect it. They do. Yeah, so, same. That also happened so to kind us. Of, mm, <laughs> go, yeah, what happened? Oh yeah, no, it happened similarly. Um, you know, mm. sending out emails on a Friday night and the, or sending out the um, project status updates on a, fr- on a Friday. And... I like slipped one like one of them slipped from 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 me and the next Monday they're like the client was like oh did did like did you not send like the project status did we not get it because we know that you send those every Friday I was like oh like oh crap they they actually look for that they actually read it yeah they do they do and sometimes it it seems menial from our end just because it becomes a habit it's Mm -hmm. routinary so we there, there's this doubt in our head. Do they actually read these things? But apparently they do. So yeah, just make sure that if you commit to a certain cadence in, in terms of communication, is yeah. that you follow through. That's follow really through. important. Mm-hmm. I guess one last tip on that subject. You did mention group chats earlier, Andy. <laughs> this is just coming from personal experience. So right. if you're going to start a group chat with your clients or with an agency or any work-related matter, Make sure you designate a certain <laughs> a certain app for work, because sometimes if you might uh, if you have group chats with family or friends in the same app, you might tend to you know make a wrong send. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking from experience, that could be a very awkward situation. Uh-huh. So just make sure you you leave work in like a certain channel. Just make sure that just be careful. A little bit of diligence will go a long way, right? And I guess that really brings me to my next point is, you know, staying organized, you know, organizing your your workflow, organizing your communication channels. It Mm -hmm. really helps, you know, make the relationship work. It makes it easier. Would you agree? Yes, I definitely agree. Again, you avoid mistakes, you know, like you avoid boo-boos like that. I really make sure that I choose a really common um, messaging platform for my clients Mm -hmm. and then place them all there. Like if they would say, oh, are you on this platform? I'd be like, no, I prefer this platform just so that I don't mix anything personal. <laughs> and then like for people, when I tell people like, oh, where can I message you? Like like personally, I would always avoid using the one that I use for work. <laughs> and I would tell them that, no, I use this for work. So let's not talk there. <laughs> 
Right, right. Well, apart from communication, what does your workstation look like? I guess uh, it definitely helps that we, well, you know, we were taught to do like the project run-throughs. Um, that's how I stay organized as much as possible. If I could do it daily, I would. But I, I think uh, at the most I could do, I'm doing it like every other day just to check on, again, what's happening with certain tasks or deliverables, if they will be delivered on time, if they will be delivered on late. And if they are delivered late, then I have to like communicate that to the client like, hey, we're going to need like a few more days for this. Here's the updated, you know, timeline. Definitely doing a project run through or project run throughs helps me yep. keep organized uh, with my, you know, with the campaigns that I'm handling. Right, right. That, that's exactly what we do as well. You, you know what it is, like a project status report. Like it's mm-hmm. pretty much just like an Excel sheet or, or like a, a tracker. Google, yeah. yeah, a tracker, a Google sheet with all um, with all our clients there. Then we have all the pending tasks for each client. And then we update it daily. So actually, we start and end our day looking at that sheet just to make sure that we're not dropping anything or dropping any tasks within the day and that we're on time for all our deliverables. And I think that's really the point I want to drive here is that note-taking in whatever form that you're comfortable with, whether it be you know digital, you create your own systems, or just yes. simple notebook, you know, it goes a long way because I think one thing that's really important to build trust with a with a client is just to make sure that the promises that you made or the timelines that you you provided are actually being followed through yes right mm-hmm. agree yeah so it is it is really important to stay on top of things mm-hmm. in order to build that trust because that foundation of trust it's you know the building blocks of any relationship and you know again similar to a real life relationship without trust there's no love so we, we just have to make sure that we're we're committing to the promises that we give to our clients right and i guess one last thing at least this is this is on my side i don't know if you agree <laughs> andy but i think so we've been talking about like things that we do as, as an agency but of course it's a two-way relationship there, there are things that that, that that i expect from the client as well and one of those things that i look out for would be their content approval process i think any agency would have their own horror stories with getting approval from their mm-hmm. clients whether it be creative strategy briefs whatever it may be one thing that you need to establish early on with your client is an efficient content approval process Okay. That is true. So, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Like, do you have anything to to share about any any horror stories or any tips on how to secure like that <laughs> efficiency? Um, I think I learned this from you. Is, from me? <laughs> yes, from you. I think I learned this from you, but I don't do it often. But I would check in with clients, like especially in the intake meeting. Uh, well, the intake meeting is when we kind of like get to know the business of of you know each client, just to ask them like how is like the approval process like if they if we're going to like get the approval from our POCs or if they have to get approval from management hmm. so we check in or I check in on that just to see like just to get an idea of like hmm, how long will it take before they approve <laughs> right right and this is especially important when dealing with like huge corporations or multinationals yes. we're in we, we can't really, really are layers of like right. approvals there mm-hmm. exactly i mean it's a bureaucracy you know there, there are things that are out of our control mm-hmm. you know they have to go through this rigorous um, approval process sometimes like three up to five like based on my experience i think the the longest approval process i had went through like five different 
decision makers. Wow. <laughs> and that in itself, like just the length of that process is long enough. But the worst part is having too many chefs in the kitchen is that they mm-hmm. tend to disagree with each other, hence yeah. prolonging the process the even process. longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually the the difficult part is dealing with that process. Mm-hmm. So what I often tell my clients during, as you mentioned, the intake portion of, of the campaign is that how can we fast track? How can we, you know, how can we make it efficient for both of us? Can we just have you approve it? I'm, I'm talking about the POC or can we just have at least two? Can we shorten it? Because they need to understand, the clients need to understand that the longer it takes, I know it. You know there are a lot of important things like approvals, stuff like that. But if we can, if we could make it more efficient, then we can get the campaign started earlier and we can get the results faster. I guess going back to over communicating, if there are any delays for any specific task because of approval, as account managers, our job then is to manage. Of course, their expectations. Yeah. So because mm-hmm. this this task or deliverable is being delayed by your approval process, then the other tasks associated uh, with it from our end will be delayed as well. As long as mm-hmm. that's communicated, as long as that's in an email, guys, emails, you know, you, you know, receipts. Always keep receipts of your <laughs> communications <laughs> with your clients. <laughs> Just as long as you over-communicate that, like the consequences of delaying a certain item, then you're okay. I think clients would even appreciate that transparency that, hey, because this is delayed, we're going to have to delay another task or the results will be you know, a little bit uh, delayed as well. That transparency will go a long way in building the trust that we were talking about earlier. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So that they're also informed that, oh, because... I'm unable to approve this, then again, like you mentioned, there will be a delay in deliverables or even mm-hmm. in results. Right. And th- it puts a little bit more pressure on them to approve, right? So actually mm-hmm. that, that's a good tactic as well, just to make sure, hey, if you want results, we need that, we need that mm-hmm. approval yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, being that transparent will really, really go a long way. And you know, you and I, Andy, we've been talking about intake it is really embedded in our um, process in our campaign to make sure that we intake a client properly so i'm not sure if other agencies or corporations or companies uh, use the term intake you might be familiar with a client brief instead so it it really functions the same way it's just really to learn about your client's business and it's very important to learn about it we want to of course align our goals with your goals right exactly and learning more about a client's business again also goes back to that foundation of trust mm-hmm. because we don't want to sell or we we don't want to commit to like a cookie cutter campaign yes. to every mm-hmm. single client that we have because each client is unique yes. they have mm-hmm. their own challenges they have their own characteristics yeah i agree definitely agree with those mm-hmm. so learning those you know the nuances mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. the culture learning the products the services is really paramount to being able to deliver a campaign that works. You mentioned earlier building strategy. Yes. And strategy isn't just about, you know, fundamentals of what digital marketing, at least in our case, digital marketing. It's not really just expertise because that can only get you so far. Eventually, you're going to hit like a, a roadblock because there are certain external factors within clients' businesses that 
are totally out of our control and understanding those factors will help us eliminate that barrier so for example like if uh, a certain like if a certain campaign is kind of held together by a tactical or a time bound campaign by the by the client then we have no choice but to ride along with that tactical campaign meaning so for example if the first three months the client says oh we really have to focus on this particular direction this is where the company is headed we have to understand that and provide a supplementary campaign that will support that where it's not just our way or the highway it's really the client's way with our expertise we're agile enough to accommodate mm-hmm. requests mm-hmm. for the client but we're also honest enough and straightforward enough to let them know that okay Uh, we might not be able to work this, but this is what we can do. But we'll always, yeah, we'll always provide something on what we can do for the client. That that's a great point, Andy. Yeah, and I agree 100%. Now, when learning about a client's business, it opens up a lot of options, but at the same time, it gives us an opportunity to also educate the client. Okay, this mm-hmm. doesn't work. This won't work. We have to fine tune this a little bit more. Or mm-hmm. yeah, we can proceed with this. That let's. This is actually a great idea. Let, let's let's uh, we'll roll along with it. I totally agree. Like um, not everything um, is something that can be accommodated, but at least learning about it and having a conversation with the client really builds that relationship. Okay. And it's through learning a client's businesses that we actually or the brand or the goals. It's where we're able to set our KPIs. Right, it's yes. where we're able mm-hmm. to set metrics or success indicators or performance indicators, mm-hmm. so that you know we have like a goal. Like any campaign, the the point of it all is to generate uh, whatever goal or to accomplish a specific goal that a client has in mind. Whether it be, you know, I want conversions, I want traffic to my website, yeah. I want, I, I want to increase my mm-hmm. rankings for keyword yeah. sales, etc. So. Having KPIs would really give us like a roadmap or at least an end goal, a finish line mm-hmm. that we can all strive for. That is correct. Definitely setting clear KPIs would help us kind of like tune or fine tune the strategy in order to reach that or the KPI set. Yeah. And yeah, KPIs, these would really make or break a campaign, right? Because mm-hmm. these are numbers. These are quantitative. It's black and white. Did you reach X amount of traffic mm-hmm. by this time? Did you um, get X amount of conversions by this time? These are very important. You can't take these metrics for granted. So when you set this with your client, it has to be based on data. It has to be grounded that, on historical facts. Yes. I was going to say, say mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to mention that, of course, when you said, when we also say set clear KPIs, it's definitely something that's similar like to a smart goal. Definitely, it's something achievable, time-bound, realistic, and also based on data. Yeah, so this is one thing that I would always help my clients with is setting KPIs. So a client would usually send over their set of KPIs from management, like from their bosses. Hey, mm-hmm. this is our, these are our targets. So our role as an agency is to tell them based on the campaign, are these KPIs actually realistic? Mm-hmm. More often than not, like bosses or management would sometimes just you know pull a number, just provide it because you know that's a very that's a very desirable number, right? We want to have this much traffic, but sometimes the data won't support that. Forecasting then is a very important integral part of KPIs. Meaning, take a look at. For example, if you have analytics, we take a look at your data. We take a look at performance and see if this traffic 
or if this sorry if this KPI is actually attainable with your current setup with your current campaign and mind you we're just starting a campaign so the results might take a little bit longer so we have then to manage the expectations of the clients based on data and the the, the best thing about data again like KPIs they're numbers they don't lie it's black and white you know it's it's something that a client would even appreciate now oh really I, I didn't realize or I I didn't know that so this part of like the intake or the beginning of the campaign setting KPIs is very important. It has to be clearly documented via email. You know, it has to be supported by data and it has to be agreed on by both parties. Right. Um, yes, that is right. And you like, I'm sure you also, you've also experienced, you know, clients um, barking on you, especially for KPIs. Like, yeah, we, we, we always go back to the KPI, right? It, it's always yes, one do. of those things that they, they ask during a report. So mm-hmm. it's very important to get this right. So it, yeah. it, it really is in our role to, to assist our clients with this. Yes, and, and to guide them. Guide them, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, 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 we need to be able to educate them as well. And same time, they, there might be some things that you know, they know from there. And again, it always goes back to trust. It goes back to learning your client's mm-hmm. business. Then again, it's really a two-way street, right? We communicate and we mm-hmm. collaborate till we get the right set of KPIs. Yes. So another thing that an agency has to uh, fulfill, of course, would be to hire and train experts that would, you know, yeah, we, we need to have the skills, basically. Yes. Right? If we're going to promise, promise this much traffic, I mean, uh, if we're going to promise this campaign, then we need to have the right people. And um, we need to be able to let our clients know that they're in good hands. And we just have to do this by providing good work. And you provide good work by hiring and training experts, right? So I, I think Burns... Um, did the right job in hiring the two of us. <laughs> so yes. <we> get it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm stooping our own horns here. Um, Bernard is listening. I'm scared. So um, thank you for our jobs and thank you for trusting us <laughs> and hiring and training us. But apart from that, like the operations team, people who are actually going to, to execute the campaigns, they need to know what they're doing. So an agency needs to be able to supply the training necessary if there are certain skills that are needed for that specific campaign. So it really is, what does the client need? Got it? Let's hire and train people accordingly. Right? So um, it's very important to do that. And one more thing. So, so that's another point. Hire and train experts accordingly. Another one would be the report back honestly. That's definitely an, uh, an agency role that we can uh, not say or not give, right? Yeah. Any thoughts on this, Andy? Well, this is one of the things that I was taught by my, you know, my mentor. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is that I used to be a person who like would be so worried when um, the report, like let's say the monthly report turns out, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. And I, I would see all red, all red marks, meaning like a lot of keywords went down, blah, blah, blah. But what, what important is, uh, what the important thing is to remember with regards to this is that you have to, again, report back honestly, report what happened. And the most important thing is, what are you going to do about it? Or what are we yeah. going to do to address it? And it's, and it's happened to me a few times where I've had to report on what we call, what what I call an ugly report <laughs> because it's like full a lot of red marks there it's like it's an ugly report but 
I know for a fact that there, I have at least one client that appreciates that from us. Mm-hmm. That we report things as it is, and we also make an action plan for them. Like, okay, this is what we're gonna do in order to address this. That, uh, I just remember like one client mentioning that in, in like um, either like a, a testimonial or um, I think in a webinar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, you you nailed it. Like, it, it really is about honesty. I, I do have experiences like that where in a report is just like, oh my. Gosh, what happened, right? But yeah. you know, the thing is, age um, clients that they know that you know things aren't always gonna things aren't always gonna go well. There will yeah. be external factors that are out of control. Mm-hmm. They, they, let's take for example, like the the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, a lot of yeah. a lot of industries were affected. Meaning, yes. mm-hmm. a lot, of course, the the attention and the interest of the public shifted. You know, the priorities are different now. It, the priority is safety, is survival, it's health. So there are a lot of industries that were affected negatively, which reflected on our reports. So seeing those reports, seeing all reds, as you mentioned, like decreases in all our metrics, sometimes it's really, you know, as an account manager, it's it's disheartening to, to present it. But then again, as you mentioned, Clients will appreciate it. You can't hide bad results because you know that's just lying. You're you're being dishonest. You're doing a disservice to your client by not showing the data. Or if you have, you know, if you have a plan of maybe we can skew the data or maybe we could show a different thing, you're doing a complete disservice to your client. So being honest goes a long way. And as you mentioned, it's not it's not just about honesty. It's also about action. What do you do about it? So here are the reds. What do we do? How can we recover from it? And I think more than anything else, that's what the client would really look for when you present a bad report, or as you or as you say it, an ugly report, right? Immediately, what the what goes in their heads? What are we going to do about it? So moving forward, what are the action steps we need to take so that by the next report we're going to see the green? Yeah, we've seen them. Right. So yeah, agencies really, really be honest, um, mm-hmm. be transparent. If a campaign doesn't work, tell them. Then re-strategize. What else can mm-hmm. we do? Okay. So when you come up with an action plan, one more thing that an agency has to do. It just not, it's not about the action plan, any strategy at all. It's just to be creative. Always have that initiative to think outside the box. Now, I, I think one of the reasons why client rather a brand would hire an agency is to be able to explore new ideas because they're so used to working as a company as a group. That sometimes, you know, you've exhausted all your ideas or you feel like you, you've exhausted all your ideas. But really what you need is an outsider's perspective. So an agency needs to be able to provide that. And we need to be able to encourage creativity and outside-of-the-box thinking. And we have to be enthusiastic about it, right? So we always want to challenge our clients. Like if they do things a certain way, we want to be able, hey, how about we do it this way instead, right? And it all boils down to... In order for, for us to do that, it boils down to the data that we have, the analytics, okay. the intake. So again, as you can see, everything's weaving together now. It, yeah. it, it's kind mm-hmm. of creating this, this paradigm of information and, and action and trust and communication. So everything ties in together for us to be able to provide good service to our clients. Right. So we've been talking a lot about what we should do. As we keep on saying, it is a relationship. It is a two-way street. So a client also has a role to play in this dynamic, right? What would you say would be some of 
the roles that a client has to fulfill in this client agency relationship. So yeah, we've been talking about building a foundation of trust of trust with each or with us or with the agency. Mm-hmm. So that I think would be the first thing is to trust the agency. Yeah. Yeah. Trust that they're the expert. Trust that mm-hmm. they have the best intentions for you. You know, the best intentions for your business. They want the best for your business. I agree. I I think I do get a lot of pushback from clients too, mm-hmm. especially you know, the, the last point I made about being creative, thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it works, you know, um, clients appreciate that. But there are some clients who are, you know, a little bit persistent or they're, of course, for, for you know, for good reasons. Like, this is not what we're usually doing. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of approvals that we need to secure that. And we get that. But to your point, trusting the agency, you, you know, they hired us for a reason, you know, for, the, yes. for our expertise. Mm-hmm. So... Trusting the agency goes a long way in providing the results that you want. Meaning, the recommendations that an agency would give is usually the best one or the ones that mm-hmm. would generate the results or the KPIs that we agreed on. And sometimes uh, that solution or that strategy won't sit well with a client just because it's so different or maybe it's something that they're not used to. But trusting the agency, just taking a dive and just, you know what, go for it. You'll realize that hey, we should have been doing that in the first place or for the longest time. So trusting the agency is really important because we, we come up with these recommendations and there are a lot of clients who say no or, or, or let's do it a different way. Then what's the point of hiring the agency yeah, in the right? first place? Or like, if you've been doing this for so long. And I'm like, yeah, but is it giving you results? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, you hire the agency for a reason. Mm-hmm. And yes. if the strategy is sound, if it makes sense, Go for it. If it's based mm-hmm. on data, it's backed up by data. Mm-hmm. Then there's no reason to, to push back. If it's just really a matter of, you know, hey, it's it's, it's really different. It's approval. Take mm-hmm. take that risk. I I, yeah. I encourage you guys to take that risk and to, to just give in and trust and pull the trigger. See where it goes. The thing is, you know, you mentioned this uh, this word earlier, which which I love, and it perfectly describes how agency should be, and that's agile. You know, we have to be agile and we need to be responsive. We need to be, we need to not just responsive, but we also need to have initiative. But my point is, if, for example, a specific strategy doesn't work out, a certain risk didn't pay off. Uh, So my point is, when a certain strategy doesn't work out or if a certain risk doesn't pay off, again, just trust the agency. Uh, We know what we're doing. We'll take care of you. And we have the the expertise and we have the resources to be able to to execute the strategy, salvage it if needed, if it fails, and move on and provide the results that we want. Okay. What else? Clients roll away. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I guess at, 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 like at this this particular phrase, I kind of dropped this to a client before. It's, really? You know, help. help. <laughs> um, you know. Help us help you. <laughs> we're here. We're here to help you, but we need your support, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we have yeah, right. champions. A- any any thoughts on that, Andy? Uh, definitely. Like, let's say if we need some things clarified, we need more information. And I have experience that some clients have been really stingy with that. So I'm like, <laughs> how can I help you? I want to help you, but you're not helping me. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, right. Uh, it's just really a matter of, uh, for example, like what I do is that if you have a POC or like a point of contact, just this one person you you talk to to coordinate the campaign with, it's important to build that strong a strong relationship. If there's one relationship that you need to build, it's that one, yeah. because you need someone on on the inside to, to kind of support you. So if there's any convincing, you have to convince that one person first. You know, that's your way in. Agree. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to establish that relationship where, hey, I really need this approval. Can you help me secure it? I know it takes long, but um, is there any way we can um, fasten or expedite the, the process? Mm-hmm. So, or is there any way for us to to work around it? Or maybe we can do something else. Uh, maybe we can do something else temporarily. Whatever the case may be. You And for clients, it, it just goes back to the trust thing that, you know, you need to be able to support us as well if there are things that that we need, because you know we we can only do so much to a certain point without um, the help of the of the brand or the client. I, I guess next right. to that, so help. Mm-hmm. So we have the trust. We need help, and we also need honest feedback. I, I think with mm-hmm. any any brand, we need feedback. A- any thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely appreciate it when clients would give honest feedback, even if it's the work that we do or how we mm-hmm. work. I would always uh, thank them. Like, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Thank you for that feedback. And we'll make sure like to improve on this. So again, um, if they uh, when they give us honest feedback, it's just a way for us to improve uh, how we work or the campaign itself. Right. So if there are any listeners here who are on the brand side, you know, clients, if you have agencies, mm-hmm. just letting you know that for your account managers, we may not, you know how like certain um, jobs you would give a tip to, like we don't yeah. take tips, of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. but instead of tips, give us feedback because we really, really appreciate it. Whether it be feedback on your actual account managers or even the operations, the product or the service, it goes a long, 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 long way. And Selfishly, it energizes us. It does. <laughs> Whether it's so. positive or <laughs> negative, either of the two, we really appreciate it. And if you want to see, like, if you want to energize your account manager or or just see a difference, it's really feedback. Because if there's no feedback given, we're just going to assume that everything's okay. Yeah. You know, you're happy. Unless, of course, there are certain things that we need to adjust on our end. Other than that, it is not just about you know results. It's also about way of working. It's also about communication. So it's not always the end product or the end service. So mm-hmm. give us feedback so that we can adjust the way we work, the way we do things, the way we uh, provide. Maybe maybe even just reporting. Reporting. Hey, we want to do it this way. I think that's one of the more common things that I get as an account manager. Like, hey, can we can you report it this way? Because we're so used to doing it this way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. So, we won't know these things unless you tell us. So, having that open line or that, you know, no holds barred. You know what? Just just lay it on me. Like, uh, what do you think? How am I doing? It It's really going to help the campaign in the long run. Yeah. What else, Andy? Client's role. What else? Hmm. Well, I think this is definitely would be also like a wish list. <laughs> For me, right, or part right. of a wish list is to be responsive. Mm-hmm. Especially that's especially for when we need to get approvals mm-hmm. or when we need to like like for example, we're working on a deliverable and we need to clarify something. And let's say we 
we provided a timeline for that approval uh, for that deliverable but we need to clarify something so if they don't respond as you know if they don't get back to us as soon as possible or um in a you know in a, in a quick manner then the, you know the deliverable would have to be moved yeah yeah we do understand that you know you, you you're probably busy you probably have a lot of um, things on your plate at the moment you're distracted but if you could get back to us as soon as possible that would really help us just mm-hmm. get the the campaign moving along so very simple yeah be responsive so communication again very key in making sure that this relationship works next i guess okay so this this next point for me <laughs> it may sound uh, it, it's very specific So with with every agency, one very you know it you know it's very awkward to always bring this up. That's why, hence my reaction, right? It's it's always something that sometimes we kind of brush aside or we we don't really put more a lot of attention in it. But it's very important. It's paying on time because <laughs> with with agencies, account managers specifically, we are constantly. Founded by our finance team, making <laughs> sure yeah. that clients pay uh, on time. Of course, our as accounts manager, our account managers, like our job is to make sure that you know, hey, client, we we need this at this date. Mm-hmm. Is there is there going to be any problem with that? And if they say, yeah, we have there's a delay, we need to have certain approvals done. Our job then is to manage our finance team's expectations. So it it's a uh, it's a it's a tango, but we need to be able to provide specific deadlines to our finance teams so it would really help us if there's no easy way of saying this but please pay on time thank you <laughs> i mean, i'm sure you understand i mean when it comes to the books when it comes to of course to our the pay you know the payroll it's important for that for mm-hmm. the expenses so paying on time will really help us help you so it goes back to that well, part there. because we need we need money uh on our table uh, we need food on our tables we need <laughs> <laughs> we need re- i got rent to pay so <laughs> <laughs> that's saying it very bluntly but i'm sure i'm sure everyone understands how important that is and then lastly i guess at least on my um on my notes it's really to respect the process it goes back again to the trust in the agency so the agency as uh, at least us um Andy we have our own you know we have our own way of doing things we have uh, processes for everything we have a certain cadence we have turnaround times yeah for specific tasks i think there i think any agency in any industry would be able to relate where in a client I need this now. I need this by the end of the day. I need this in the next hour. As much as possible, as agencies and account managers, we try our best to accommodate that. Right? If it's well within reality, <laughs> then we'll do it. <laughs> but but of course, you have to understand that that's already an ad hoc task. That's already something that we're doing for you. It's a favor, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean. Of course, you're paying us to do it, but it's it's not standard process, so we're kind of circumventing the process for you. Now we're gonna do that as much as possible, but there will be times when that's impossible already. For example, yeah. if there's a long queue of tasks and we can't find time, or you know, we can't find the slot for you for your end of day deadline. Yeah, please then respect that. <laughs> please respect that. Yeah, <laughs> we beg you. <laughs> 
of course we're gonna try our best. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's our job. We're going to find. We're gonna exhaust any option in our arsenal to be able to give and deliver that for you. But there will be times wherein it's just really impossible, yeah. right? I I guess one thing though, like if it is a, a do or die situation, if it is an emergency, then certain things can be can be done for it. But if it's just a, a, like I just need this report, I just need this. But you know, or we we communicated that these things take at least mm-hmm. one day or two business days to do. Then we hope you understand why we yeah. will have to say no, and that if you respect that. Oh, your your account manager will love you. I swear. <laughs> uh, if if there's this respect to, towards the the deadlines, the processes, then yes, you're gonna be our favorite client. <laughs> your account manager will just will just love you for that. Okay. And it it really helps because if one thing that I always tell clients, not sure if you tell this to yours as well, Andy, but whenever they rush something and I say no. You know, we really can't do that. The one thing I just the the thing that I used to justify that no is that I don't want to rush things. I don't want to deliver you. For example, if it's a report, I don't want to give you a haphazard report by the end of the day. You know, if you know to give you a good quality report, we need at least one to two business days. I I need one to two business days, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rush a report in an hour or two. So. Um, that's one thing. I will never compromise quality for anything else. So quality, unless there is a there is an agreement. Hey, I just really need this. I don't need anything deep. I don't need any analysis. Sure, but of course, you know, just document it. This is what you asked for. This is what was provided. But if you want a good quality product or service, then give us the ample time that we need to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And I agree. You you will get you will get what you want. And more, All right? So, so we a lot of points that we've discussed: the agency's <laughs> role, the client's role, yeah. how we work together. I guess very, very quickly, we're running out of time. So let, let's let's kind of summarize mm-hmm. everything. What do you think are the factors that hinder the relationship? So we've been saying things that would help it. What would hinder it? I think a couple of things that would mm-hmm. be if the brief is too loose it's just like up in the air mm-hmm. and of course if there's not enough cap- collaboration with the uh, with the client and agency mm-hmm. so when you say brief you mean the intake right it's really yes, that's correct yeah if there are no there, there are no information there's no data mm-hmm. to support the campaign it really falls apart from there and of course yeah, yeah you mentioned not enough collaboration right Mm-hmm, okay, that's so, correct. So having said all of these things, now you're a let's say for example your brand, you're, you're in the client side. When should you think you should hire an agency, and when should you think you should do things on your own? And I, I guess to close the the conversation, what exactly do you look for in an agency? Well, for me, of course, definitely when you have to like kind of like review what your capabilities are. Mm-hmm. If let's say you don't have the capability to run like a digital marketing campaign on your own or in-house, like maybe you just have a small team uh, or if there is like a, a spe- specific technical need, mm-hmm. then I would say go get an agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, and I think when it comes to resources, bottom line 
if you're uh, you know if you're a decision maker the bottom line thing that you just really have to consider budget is it going to yeah. be cheaper to hire an agency versus hiring someone in house and you know going through all the trainings and you know, hiring process etc So I guess that also ties into your deadline. When do you need a specific task done? Mm-hmm. When do you need this campaign to work? Because if you're going to hire something, uh, someone in-house, that takes a longer process because you're going to have to train that person. Mm-hmm. Even the hiring process itself is yeah, already tedious right. enough. Mm-hmm. But the onboarding is even more tedious. So if you have a tight deadline, for example, hey, I need results in six months. I need results in a year. Then an agency might be the best fit because we can get the ball rolling on day one. You know, there are no more. You know, we just need to set up in month one, and then we're just going going through the motion months to onwards. It's just really a machine already at this point. Where as opposed to when you hire, there's a lot of uh, training and uncertainty, just the regularization period. So, if time is of the essence and time is something that you have to consider, and of course budget. Then hiring an agency might be the best course of action for you, right? And yes, I correct. guess what to look for in an agency. It really depends. It, it's. I think what's important is is this agency a culture fit for you? You know, um, yeah. Is this agency, of course, well within your budget? Does this agency have the expertise? We mentioned expertise um, earlier. Yeah, I mean, also, do they have a kind of like a track record? If you see yes. that they have worked with other clients as well and mm-hmm. have performed well. Yes, trust signals um, is something mm-hmm. that we use in the industry that we can also use in this situation. When we say trust signals, these are just indicators of whether or not this uh, brand or corporation is credible. So you have your testimonials, you have your case studies, maybe mm-hmm. um, previous their their brand portfolio or client portfolio. So these things paint the picture on how good an agency is. So just make sure to take a look. Uh, if you, you know, of course, I think anybody would ask for like a brand profile or agency profile portfolio. That's pretty standard stuff. So just taking a look at these things, asking the right questions, and having that first meeting. And if the agency is making it about you instead of making it about themselves, I think you're you're in the right. That's a good sign. Yeah. That's a good sign. You know, mm-hmm. if an agency is interested in knowing or learning more about you, and Learning more about your needs, your objectives, and revolving the conversation about that, and finding ways to address your needs—that's a good agency. Any uh, last things from you, Andy, before we wrap things? No, up? I think you you said it very well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that's it. I, I don't want to babble more than I should. I think you know it, it's a very lengthy conversation because it has a lot to it has a lot of points and a lot of considerations when you you know when you start a relationship with anything else <laughs> with every <laughs> every sort of relationship it it entails a lot of work so thank you so much for sticking with us until the end of this discussion uh thank you for listening to another episode of true logic dx podcast and yeah don't forget to subscribe to the podcast powered by pod machine And if you wish to learn more about digital marketing, please check out truelogic.com.ph and our Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn accounts. Again, my name is Dale. And I'm Andy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the True Logic DX podcast, an audio production show 
for people who want to take their digital marketing game to the next level. TrueLogic DX is powered by Podmachine. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow at TrueLogic on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out our website at www.truelogic.com.ph for more information on digital marketing. And make sure to catch our upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast network. Until next time...